Welcome to Startup Hacks, a We Global podcast. We explore the stories and secret strategies that women entrepreneurs use to save time and money when bootstrapping and building their businesses. I'm your host, Fernanda Carapina, and today I'm excited to welcome Rebecca Warfield to the show. Welcome, Rebecca. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It is our pleasure. I'm going to um, share with the audience a little bit about you. Rebecca has been a visionary and entrepreneur since youth. She is founder of the Chicane Group, a top artist management and consulting firm. She's also a partner at Looped, a leading video chat and live stream platform. She is Julian Lennon's manager and managed rock icon Steven Tyler Aerosmith for five years. And prior to that, she joined the Britney Spears management team after working with talent on over 100 award shows. Welcome, Rebecca. Thank you. Thank you so much. That is, um, your background is so fascinating and you've had such an interesting, um, you know, career and trajectory. And I'm so excited to have you talk about the work that you've done. But before we dive in, I really would love for you to share a little bit just about your personal story, where you grew up, how you got started, who Rebecca is. Sure, sure. I actually grew up born and raised in Montana, which everyone thinks is uh, surprising just because it's such a contrast to what I do and my environment today in Southern California. But it definitely gave me some of the fundamentals and work ethic and just a foundation to, I think, look at things a little bit differently within the entertainment industry. So I grew up in Montana. I went to school at Montana State University in their TV and film department. And I actually started, my very first job was the Academy of Country Music Awards. I was still in college and I actually found my first job on LasVegasJobs.com. It was with Dick <laughs> Clark Productions on the Academy of Country Music Awards. And it was a little bit of a fluke, uh, but I, I searched and found that. And that wound up leading into freelance jobs one after another over seven years of working on all all the award shows that, you know, that everybody watches today. And so that was uh, that was my big break into the entertainment industry. And then um, from that, I really just let, you know, kind of followed where I was going, what one thing really led to the next. And from that, I went into artist management and was with Britney Spears for several years and and then transitioned into starting my own company, the Chicane Group, um, which really focuses on artist management and also consulting. And that has evolved into tech. And, uh, and, and so that's where we are today. We represent tech companies. Um, I head up strategic partnerships at a very expanding, rapidly expanding company called Looped, which is a tech company that is entertainment focused um, and, uh, and have had kind of a wild ride through, through the years, um, but have just been deeply, deeply immersed in entertainment in a variety of different ways. Well, before we, um, before we start about discuss some of the more recent, um, ventures that you have launched and have started, let's just go back for a moment. Um, when you were working as, um, a manager in the music space, which I, I was for a, a long period of time, right? Was it about 10 years or so? Yeah, I still, I'm still an artist manager as well. Oh, you're yes. still, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, 
and I, you know, there's some interesting articles that you're featured in where you, you talk a little bit about this, but can you share with the audience kind of your vision for how you started to see the work that you um, are doing and had been doing at the time with artists and how it was, um, how you felt their opportunities had started to come up to work with startups? Sure. So actually it started uh, when I was with Brittany, that was circa 2010. So we're talking 10 years ago, you know, before, uh, before everybody was on iPads, before Instagram, you know, Twitter was kind of the biggest uh, tech platform and, you know, everyone was trying to beat Ashton, uh, Ashton Kutcher on, on Twitter. And that was really the vibe. I mean, there wasn't a lot of crossover between entertainment and tech and the tech industry wasn't really that impressed with with entertainment or you know bringing celebrities to silicon valley and we started doing that uh, around that time frame and trying to kind of knock on the doors of silicon valley and integrate a little bit more and when i was with britney i would get uh, you know daily pitches to for her to become involved with different tech platforms and this was, I think some back then were like shoe dazzle and, you know, Dropbox was just starting and there were all kinds of platforms that I would look at every day. And so it actually made me really interested. Uh, I, I worked with a, another gentleman there who, who actually got me interested in, in really reviewing all of these tech companies and seeing, you know, how do we make these partnerships work? So it's been about 10 years of really, uh, you know, watching this um, sort of infiltration, right, and integration in mm -hmm. between tech and entertainment. And so over the years, you know, I when I was with Steven Tyler, we would also get very different, but, uh, you know, a swarm of different new platforms that people wanted him to either be the face of or get involved with. And that's when we started seeing a lot of those deals take place. Now, I, I had started, I had launched this uh, music and tech festival called Fuse Nation, and it was a little bit ahead of its time. Uh, I, and we, the idea with that was to bring in the biggest speakers from the tech world. You know, we had Steve Wozniak and Biz Stone and Alexis Ohanian, and, and then we had Kygo perform. And our idea was really bringing together the music and the tech communities. And I always felt that these tech companies, when I would meet the founders, you can really tell who's going to go far. And, you know, many of these platforms are just missing something to, uh, to get them to the next level, but it's almost like looking for talent. You see mm -hmm. a star factor in these tech entrepreneurs and these founders. And uh, for me, my perspective was from the management perspective of, can I take this company to the next level, can I, you know, elevate their brand, grow their company, strategize with them, uh, just just like I would a recording artist or a music client or uh, you know a starting show or something like that. So I really I always looked at it like that, and that's and that's where you know what really got me into working closer with with different tech platforms. Well, you were definitely ahead of your time for sure. And we're so spot on because it's obviously come full circle. I mean, not only 
Um, we've had this discussion before, and I completely agree with you. Not only do I feel that founders are kind of the superstars of the future um, and of yeah. the now, but um, more and more, um, you know, very talented, whether they're actors or musicians or artists, uh, are really becoming entrepreneurs in their own right as their own kind of side hustle and yeah, extension right. of their brand. And I think, you know, when you see an actor who maybe makes, you know, $10 million a year or $30 million a year, if they're really successful, you know, uh, investing in a company that then's worth a billion, it's kind of a no brainer to really leverage your brand to become truly entrepreneurial at a corporate level. That's right. That's right. And we're seeing that, you know, we've been seeing that over the past several years where artists are either running their own companies, starting a production company, launching products, you know, of their own, developing those and launching those versus just licensing out their name for a product. And, you know, some some artists really are entrepreneurial and and, you know, to be able to empower them to do those things uh, and to help them run those businesses, I think it's more important than ever, especially with in times of COVID, because we are really looking for all of those different revenue streams past the traditional, you know, touring and, and, uh, and, you know, the music business has taken a big hit. So I think diversifying, uh, and, and really getting behind companies that you are passionate about, no matter who you are as an artist or as a influencer or, um, you know, any any founder is is really important at this point. And obviously, I'm a little biased because of uh, Women Entrepreneurs Global. But <laughs> for the for the women out there who are artists or, or even uh, female athletes, etc., um, do you feel that there's um, an opportunity for them at this stage to really even lean in even more so at a time like this? Yes, absolutely. I think women are coming together more than ever before. I think, you know, of course, and a few years ago with the Me Too movement, it really kind of launched women into the forefront. And with so many of these companies requiring board seats uh, to be filled by women and there's all kinds of funds that are set up for female entrepreneurs. And I just think it's it's it is our time. And there's nothing that's holding you back and stopping you from achieving those dreams and, and really leading a company if that's what you've always wanted to do. And I agree with you. The platform that you've launched just recently is just such a great gateway and cultivates that spirit, that entrepreneurial and collaborative spirit uh, between women founders and entrepreneurs. Yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate that plug. And, you know, my hope actually is that so many people who are affiliated with um, We Global who come from the entertainment ranks, I would say probably a good half of the 45 plus women who are behind the company, I would hope that it becomes a real welcoming place for female artists as well, um, in addition to um, female founders. So female artists who want to explore opportunities to develop an app, to develop a web application, mm -hmm. to get into blockchain, to explore cryptocurrency, to have a place where you have those resources, to have a studio that really can help you build that um, beyond the traditional, which has been how do you take your brand and then get into merchandising, let's say. Right. 
which has been different. So let's talk a little bit now about, um, there's so much to talk about because I know you've also launched your own company in addition to some of the work that you're doing with Looped. But please share in the audi- share with the audience um, all about Looped Live, which is so fabulous. Sure, sure. So Looped is a company that I was introduced to uh, almost two years ago now And it started out as a meet and greet platform where artists could sequence up, you know, 50 plus fans and video chat with each one of them for a short amount of time. So for 60 seconds, you talk to your favorite artist, you get a picture, you get the video. And for the artist, they can talk to 55 fans in an hour. And it's really become a community and circle of joy in a sense because we have uh, launched a live stream platform that came about early 2020. And that was really a time where we realized we were the only platform out there that offered a VIP ticket and a GA ticket all within the same platform. So Mm -hmm. in 2020, we've now evolved every few months. We're evolving so rapidly. We, you know, we've got over 30 people on the staff now and we're doing hundreds of events per month. We in two, in 2020 alone, we had 250,000 fans on the platform. We've, you know, we've, we've allowed and created a place for creators in the platform have made over $5 million in revenue uh, this year, we've got over a thousand creators on the platform so far, and we're really now evolving into something even more exciting, which is really becoming the world's greatest virtual venue. And we have in in-house production teams. We're able to handle, you know, kind of A to Z. We have just our our team has just become incredible and just a really, really promising, uh, group of, a group of people. Um, we, on Monday, we produced the virtual experience for the Gotham awards, which was a groundbreaking hybrid event that included physical presenters in Cipriani in New York. And then we had 50 tables full of people all interacting within their table and table hopping in virtual tables while they watched the show live together uh, in the same browser window. So we're going to be launching some additional tech prod products, uh, rolling out later in the year. And, uh, it's, it's just been a super exciting, a wild ride from, you know, coming on board as an advisor. And now I head up strategic partnerships for them. And I can't wait to see what 2021 will bring, but we're, we're really excited about creating a place where, there's some element of, you know, programmed um, material that you can watch, but then there's always this live interaction. And for the fans virtually, they get to go back on or backstage. They might be pulled on stage. And it's just a really exciting place to be in that we're cultivating um, with all kinds of new content and, and new types of programming. Well, um, having um, had the benefit of seeing the app, um, it is, it's got a great interface and I'm really excited for you. Congratulations. Thank Um, you. I I think it's wonderful and no doubt it's going to um, really do well and scale, especially given what's going on right now with 
COVID and just, you know, the change in lifestyle that is going on. And I think the, the, great, the great thing about the app is that you provide, um, I mean, as long as the talent is interested, more of an opportunity for more fans to really engage with people that they're very passionate about and giving them that two minute of fame with their, um, you know, with a famous actor or singer, et cetera. I think that's just a really great opportunity. I'm wondering if um, the Gotham Awards, for example, do you then offer that as kind of a taped show that people can watch? Uh, we are, you know, that'll, that'll be up to the Gotham Awards and the IFP. Uh, it is something that we've talked about and it is something that we have offered in the past where, We've had a live event that went so well and the fan was interacting. Uh, we did a, a cast reunion with Pretty Little Liars and what they the fans demanded to see it again. So <laughs> we actually put that back up and sold tickets to that. Um, and, you know, of course, that that was actually a charity event, which went really well. But huh. that is something that we can do. Um, you know, it's absolutely possible. And, and look, the platforms really evolved with the market. It's, mm -hmm. we've incorporated all of our learnings from the past year and now looped users will actively participate in experiences, you know, not just passively watch content. And that's really the key. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about how you <clears throat> transitioned from an advisor to more of, um, you know, obviously you're, you're heading up strategic uh, partnerships for them and obviously have um, a bigger role with the company. So you put on your entrepreneur hat and then did that start to get the wheels moving about, gee, I wonder what else I should be doing or could be doing? Sure. I, you know, when I, when I first met the four co-founders, I was just really blown away, you know, four young guys, Columbia and Yale graduates and had been involved with the music industry in different ways. And then, you know, the other two, uh, were really in fundraising and, um, also our CTO was, um, you know, already very well established in Silicon Valley as well. And so I, I saw the combination of the four of them and I was like, I need to be involved with them. I was really, really impressed from the get go. And, you know, from working with Steven Tyler, you ask 10,000 questions up and down all around about, you know, something before you get involved with it. And I really gave them that drill. And when I, I, they had an answer for everything. They had thought about everything I could possibly think of. And so I was so impressed in the beginning that when I came on as an advisor, I wanted to come on, come in and say, you know, I want to work actively, proactively on this daily. I, I felt that passionate about it. So mm -hmm. I came in as an advisor and quite honestly, you know, when you start working with a tech startup, you're putting your name out there. So you really, really do have to believe in it and you have to be able to uh, to to sell it wholeheartedly. So when I came in, I was always all in. I was always all in on this company. Um, and so I just started getting more and more integrated. And as the team grew, I filled in any sort of gap that was missing and I just did whatever I could to move the company forward. Uh, and we continued to do that until we said, okay, you know, let's, it's time to probably give me uh, maybe a different title uh, because I am so involved and, you know, I spent so much time 
really, really passionately working for this company. Well, I, um, you've certainly been busy. Um, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to, I want to touch base. We're starting to run out of time and I have so much I still want to sure. ask you. So I want to talk to you about your children's product. And I also, we kind of skipped over this, but I want to circle back. Um, I mean, obviously you, you manage Julian Lennon, who's a huge talent. And I was just wondering if you could share if there's any exciting projects coming up we should know about. Absolutely. So with Julian, you know, he is such a, uh, an incredible talent and across all kinds of different verticals. He's a photographer, he's a musician, he's a filmmaker, he's an author, he's a New York Times bestselling author. And so we've really spent the last year, you know, especially during 2020, getting our team in and getting ready for some very exciting and creative projects. Uh, and, you know, I think with the music, we'd, we did a, a deal with BMG to actually be our label for Julian's next album. And this will be the first commercial album that he's put out in many years. Uh, and so that's really exciting. That will be rolling out in 2021. He also has a graphic novel that is geared toward middle school students that will uh, come out fall of 2021. And, wow. you know, we're, we're working on some really exciting uh, luxury brand partnerships that will showcase his fine arts photography in a really incredible and new way. So we also have, um, you know, he did a cover of Karma Police, Radiohead's Karma Police with Nuno Betancourt, and that's being released to DSPs on January 22nd. So we're excited for all these things coming up, and I think you're going to just see him a lot in 2021. He has he executive produced a documentary that I think is going to be nominated for an Oscar this year wow. called wow. Kiss the Ground. And it's all about the uh, regener uh, regeneration of soil for a climate control um, solution. It's pretty, pretty profound, really. So he is absolutely a renaissance man and all over the place as well. So we certainly make a good match. <laughs> <laughs> a thousand percent. Uh, it sounds like it. All right. We're going to have to um, stay tuned on all this great stuff that he's uh, putting out. So I want to make sure with the few minutes that we have left that we touch upon your children's project and in sharing with us a little bit about that, because um, we only have a few minutes left, if you could share um, a couple things that you found really helped you bootstrap that business and helped you save time and money and kind of gain a little bit of a competitive edge during that process, or even with Looped, um, that you want to share with entrepreneurs, like some secret piece of advice that you think is really important since we all have very limited time and money. Sure, sure. So just, you know, with the children's product, uh, obviously it's not out there yet, but it came from the idea, I'm a mom, I, I came up with an interesting concept and I wanted to do uh, this, I wanted to launch this business and this product with my best friend, <laughs> so <laughs> who's also a mom and nurse. So we came up with this product and in the past I was always giving product ideas to clients. And I thought to myself, you know what, this one I'm gonna just keep for myself and actually launch on our own. Let's do it. Why not? You know? Mm -hmm. So we are in the process of doing that. It is a, it's a product that encourages hand washing for small children. 
there will be more on that to come. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think in the beginning stages, you know, you really do have to be so resourceful and, you know, utilize relationships that you already have in different ways and start asking people, do you know someone who, who has an expertise in this? Do you know someone who might want to help me with this? Like you really have to get out there and talk to your trusted sources, friends, colleagues to try and get into, to fill the gaps of what you don't know. There's always something we all don't know and you got to fill that gap and you got to figure it out yourself before you can hire someone to do that. Um, and so I think that that's a, that's a big part of it. And then also, you know, using any resources that you have, maybe you have, um, you know, the ability to bring on interns and, and give them credit, school credit to Mm -hmm. help you with something. Don't under, under, underestimate interns, interns in, in business school, uh, you know, by then they could have their own business and running their own apps. And, you know, the, these young people and these young, brilliant minds don't underestimate them. And if they, if they can help you launch something or help you figure something out and, and be productive and move it forward. Um, that's a plus for them as well. It's really a win-win, you know, so, so utilize interns, uh, you know, do as much as you can by yourself, try and figure it out, uh, utilize the relationships that you have and ask for help, ask people if they will help you. Uh, get to the next step and don't be afraid to, uh, you know, to ask for, for funding. There's mm-hmm. uh, you are bringing people an opportunity. You're not just asking for money. So you have to kind of, and I think for women specifically, you know, they feel guilty for asking for money or feel like, you know, the, the lesser person asking for it. That's not the case. You're bringing an opportunity to someone who may want to invest in you and in the product and in the concept because they believe in it and they think they'll get something out of it. So you got to really kind of shift your mentality that way, I think. Yeah, um, but those are 100%. just a few things that come to mind. Absolutely. Those are all excellent. Well, where would um, people uh, go if they wanted to learn a little bit more about Looped? Is there a website you'd like to give out? Sure. And with Looped, we're actually going to be doing a full rebrand and new website coming in the next month. As I said, we're evolving very quickly and it's going to have a lot of exciting things on it. With Looped, it's loopedlive.com. And Chicane Group, it's chicane-group.com. And that's the artist management and consulting firm. Well, thank you again, Rebecca. This was awesome. We could definitely do a part two at some point soon. And I think you'll have a lot of good news and we'll have to have you back. Thank you for joining Startup Hack. Tune in next week for more interviews. We have another great show you won't want to miss on the secret female founder strategies that can save you time and money when building your business. This podcast is brought to you by Women Entrepreneurs Global, the first startup studio and digital do-it-yourself startup platform for women. For more information on our guests, this podcast, and many other female founder programs, please visit womenentrepreneurs.global. I'm your host, Fernanda Carapina. See you next week.